You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The Newsroom After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Newsroom After Show. Oh. Hey guys, <laughs> there welcome. it is. There's, I was waiting for the music to start because it's not <laughs> epic until it starts. Hey guys, welcome to after another episode of After Buzz. Bing is for doing, and we're doing another After Buzz of TV's The Newsroom. I'm, and it's episode one, or sorry, season one, episode <laughs> nine. I'm new at this, and I am Kristen Carroll, and I'm joined in the studio by Chandra Cavasaw. Sarah Mendoza here. And then, of course, we have our lovely other co-host who's in Texas right now on the phone with us. Hey, Kelly. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Glad you could join us. Oh, me too. <laughs> we miss you in studio, We though. do. <laughs> oh, I know. This is such a crazy episode. It really is. Now, it's the continuation. It's the blackout part two, the mock debate. And it starts off, as we saw last episode, that the entire newsroom goes completely black because the power goes out. And it's right after Mackenzie asks, you know, am I doing the right thing? Because they have Sandy, who's going to show more of her tweets with Anthony Weiner. And <laughs> they're all very hesitant to do that. That is not part of newsroom 2.0. And... And the power goes out right when she's asking, am I doing the right thing? And then it continues where she goes in there and they're all in a panic. Will comes in and goes, the power's out. (laughs) Right. So she takes it as a sign from God that, no, she's not doing the right thing. She shouldn't be reporting this like entertainment type of news rather than reporting actual news. And she kind of takes it the opportunity Mm -hmm. then to say, all right, guys, we can do this. We're going to put on a real newscast. We're going to go downstairs and we're not going to, you know, we're throwing out what we were going to do with the rundown with Mm -hmm. you know Anthony Weiner and Casey Anthony and whatever and she takes that opportunity or she was trying to at least (laughs) you know get back to the news night 2.0 mantra exactly and if the power is out in the building they're going to go and they're going to do it outside and they're going to bring a camera and microphones (laughs) and she has this big lovely Aaron Sorkin speech going on until her mission to civilize until the lights come back on right (laughs) exactly she says, I said the power going out is, oh, son of a bee. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. just as she's riled everybody up and everybody's excited, they want to get back to Newsnight 2.0 and end their mission to civilize, all of a sudden they're ready to go and the lights come back on. So they're not meant to civilize. Right. No, they're not. Now so they have to go on and do the pre-tape with Sandy talking about the steamy sexting <laughs> and tweets that's going on with Anthony Weiner. Exactly. And, and continue Sandy. their Casey so Anthony close. Coverage. Taking it to Fox. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. All because they have higher ratings anyway. Right, right. So they were going to go and do that, and of course they have to go back to what they deem as selling out, which is something that makes them all very uncomfortable. And you can just tell in the newsroom nobody wants to do that. No, that is not something they planned at all. Sandy was so annoying to me. You know, she. You know, <laughs> she it's wants. obvious she just wants to be famous. You know, mm-hmm. like she probably never really cared about that relationship. No. She's just a sexting little diva who wants to use that to, you know, be all over the tabloids and the media and be on TV and talk about that affair. You know, it's 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 not coming from a good place. And we see that a lot in our actual news. Mm-hmm. So they actually brought that to light in this episode. Yeah. And that they're just doing it so that they can get back to what they think is is the most important thing, which is to these debates and kind of bringing that back around and you know the ends justify the means mm-hmm. and their end is to get this debate going with the Republican yeah. committee and what do you guys think about that do you think it was a good thing for them to go through with the Anthony Weiner and Casey Anthony trials in order to get this debate which was built up where as we found out doesn't even work out for them well I think they're doing what they have to do they're being forced to do this so that ratings will you know not dip again because mm-hmm. people are turning the channel because society nowadays wants to see that kind of thing on. They're all about the gossip and the scandal and you know people's lives are what we want to see for news rather than the actual you know issues that are going on in our society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the ongoing debate of you know entertainment. Do we keep the ratings or do we right. let them go? And I think Will is still concerned with the ratings mm-hmm. you know in the back of his mind. So well because of the fact that Leona, you know. <laughs> She's looking for any reason to fire Will, and if if they're getting low ratings, that's going to be the thing that mm-hmm. she can, you know, say. You know, we have grounds now to fill her, uh, fire Will McAvoy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not bringing any any viewers. He's basically doing her job for him. Really, I don't think he's really that concerned with it, though. I don't think that's. I think his focus is more on getting that debate. Mm-hmm. And he wants to make a difference and change the way these candidates are questioned. And it goes back to the Newsnight 2 point, like changing the way news is done. And I think that means more to him than actually um, the ratings as far as Leona's concerned. They needed the big ratings in order to get these people to have the debate on that network. Mm-hmm. Not exactly. necessarily much to do with her firing. I don't really think that's on the top of his list right now. And then yeah. if he's not there, they can't do the debates the correct way because nobody mm-hmm. can right. interrogate these candidates like Will can. You're right. It's it's more about the debate than it is the ratings. But I think, you know, at least McK- you can see that Mackenzie's concerned with it. She- well, as you saw when the, when the guys who came in there, the ones that Will knew that were in charge of the debates on where they were going to put it, immediately when they sat down, Will and Mackenzie go, you noticed our ratings have been up. And they're like, oh, yeah, we almost pulled it for another network. So that was an important part for them mm-hmm. because they don't want to put a huge debate on there on a network that's not getting any ratings. Mm-hmm. They're going to yeah. give it to somebody they else. they give it to, um, what's her name? And now I'm going <laughs> Nancy, to like, Nancy, Nancy Grace. Grace. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they said that. We almost gave Nancy Grace the yeah. debate <laughs> based on that the Casey Anthony trials. Right. So you don't, you, know, you don't want something like that happening. No. <laughs> So yeah, they, and that, that goes back to, you know, all the things that we deal with in entertainment, whether it's, you know, when you're passionate about something and you want to do something a right way, I mean, it begs the question, 
unfortunately, being, you know, passionate about something and having a drive and fully doing what you believe in, when you're working for someone else, you really don't have that luxury to go all the way. There are too many factors you have to take into consideration. And it kind of puts, you know, the journalistic integrity on the line because you're not really going with your gut. You're going with what you're, you kind of have to do to appease these people that you work for. So it's a very fine line that you have to walk in order to still uphold your reputation as a serious journalist and also having to give in to the ratings and the buyouts and advertising and all of that. Right. Absolutely. So he gets he gets these debates and he they come in there and they had the entire newsroom had worked really hard. They had sweatshirts made with names on there. I was smiling at that. And rehearsed for two months, you know, did did their mock debates even Mm -hmm. while they're at the bar, you know, trying to practice for this. I really like that Jim was Michelle Bachman. I don't know why that cracked me up the most. (laughs) So they go up but there. But I mean, what do you guys think about it, though? Would you, as a voter, if you were to watch a debate in the style that they wanted to do that, I mean, would that it, that was kind of, that was harsh to watch, even the mock debate. I mean, is that something that you as a voter would want? Somebody, like your candidates, in, it, it, because it is pretty much a little bit of, of an interrogation. Right. I don't mind it if it's done on both sides. I say interrogate mm-hmm. both aspects. You can't mm-hmm. really have a mock, obviously, debate if it's just Obama One-sided. against himself. Right. But mm-hmm. you can have, you know, then have an interview followed up maybe that way. And I think then, then it becomes a newscast that's supposed to be not one side or the other. Otherwise, it does look like he is just attacking the Republican side. Right. You know, which, as we know, he's a registered Republican and all that. So he doesn't mean to do that. But it comes off that way when it's only one sided Mm -hmm. like that. As, as I like the idea of making people accountable for what they're saying. Mm-hmm. When you're on a campaign and you're giving all of these speeches and you have these speech writers that are writing all of these well-tested positive phrases to say to get people on your side, I think it wouldn't be necessarily a bad idea to hold people accountable for that. Remember on this day when you said this? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And to put you those know, ideas people, in the minds of the viewers. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I, you know, because these people are going to be running our country. Why? Why is it so wrong to ask those? Excuse me, to ask those hard questions. Right. And I agree. As a voter, I would want the um, hard questions to be asked. I saw more of the style in which those questions were be were being asked, because when you watch political debates, I feel like people do go there. It's just a little bit more. Um, there's more of a structure to it, you know, mm-hmm. whereas here it sounded like they even said they're talking about we're bringing them to court, you know, <laughs> and they kind of just steamrolled all these questions to the candidates and it was yes very uncomfortable but at the same time we wanted to know the answer you know like we wanted to see you know Mm -hmm. separate the men from the boys like who can actually respond to these questions you know and know what they're talking about and not just be BSing because he was going there you know I don't even remember the questions that he was asking but um you know it for in that kind of situation you force people to answer you know from from what they really feel because it's it's impromptu it's stuff that you know that's not cookie cutter you know let's give a polite answer type of deal he was really going there and it was you know it was i don't know it was it was uncomfortable for me but they didn't have a time to read their script with his questioning right they they didn't give them time to plan their their answers out Mm -hmm. um so it really was that lawyer you know talking to the guy on the stand 
Do you think that will kind of steamrolled over them? Questions about things that they had already said, though, right? Sorry, what was that? Like statements that they had already made. They were basically asking questions about statements that they had already made. Isn't that kind of what he was doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of, through yeah. the uh, what I heard was that the questions they were asked or in the way that they responded um, was in a way that, you know, they, they observed previous debates, previous interviews, and they took from those previous interviews, um, you know, what they thought the candidate would answer, and, the, and that's how they geared their questions with a mm-hmm. debate. Well, I think Will's such a strong personality, too, that sometimes he does come off a little harsh, and I think that was another perhaps problem with the debate was that not that he should be nicer like he used to be i think the questioning was good but it did kind of turn into the will mcavoy show which is what it what it is that's why you tune in is for that but i think they were a little bit nervous on how that that was being approached and do you think it was the will steamrolling the entire candidates or do you think it was justified in how it would have been presented well it's tough because he already has that reputation Mm. you know so people are automatically going to connect Will McAvoy with that type of steamrolling, very harsh um, type of, you know, interviewing um, on air. So although I thought the questions were warranted, it's just even more intense and <laughs> and uncomfortable because you know his how he was in the past. And it's very reminiscent of that in this type of situation. That harsh. And he's just kind of scary anyway. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you could tell, too, he's been stressed. Every time something happens that he doesn't want to do, he's been pulling out a cigarette mm-hmm. in every scene. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's definitely a part that that I kept noticing. And even Brian brought it up to Mackenzie at one point. Mm-hmm. You know, does he usually smoke on air? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know what I love, though, is the whole team was was behind it. You know, it wasn't it wasn't just Will McAvoy trying to do this mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, try and, you know, civilize people on his own. Everybody was behind it. Um, defending him. Right. Yeah. Defending him. They were all for this type of debate. Mm-hmm. So it, obviously it wasn't just a Will McAvoy, you know, ego thing or whatever. It was it was everybody that wanted to get the truth out from these candidates. And they thought this mm-hmm. would be the way to do it. Well, I love that. Even when you say that, that speaks especially to Don who was given the opportunity then to have the debate, and right, he said, eat me, which was great. I mean, you said even his loyalty, that humanity that was brought into him, he right. didn't even want to sell out. And then they asked Sloane, Sloane, you want to be a superstar? And she was, F you. Mm-hmm. She's like, me? F you. <laughs> but yeah, I, I got nervous for a second with Jim, because you would think that if it was going to be anybody that would sell out right there, it probably would have been him. Or Don. Or Don. 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 Yeah, Don. Yeah, sorry, I was like, not, wait, not I'm Jim. thinking of Jim again. Sorry, Don. <laughs> Yeah, that was nice to see him support. And they all stood up for him. Yeah. Well, I think also because Will had kind of had a little talk with him about, Mm -hmm. which we'll get to a little bit Mm -hmm. later, about Mm -hmm. certain flowers that were sent there. Mm -hmm. But I think Don is starting to feel a part of, you know, Newsnight family again, even though he's at the later shift that way. I I think that was. Weren't you leaving? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Didn't you have another show? He was supposed to leave like a year ago. Yeah. He's stuck right. around. And he stayed around. <laughs> the whole season. There's, then you have like, another newscast to do. And sometimes when you lose, it actually brings people closer together. Mm-hmm. And I thought them actually losing the debate helped bring right. back 2.0. Mm-hmm. It brought back the fire inside of all of them mm-hmm. to to get some stuff done. 
they're sh- now they have they're all struggling together mm-hmm. to put on the 2.0. And it gets back to all the reviews that we had talked about earlier on how the, this newsroom can't be picture perfect all the time, and and it wasn't. We saw today they all struggled with something they wanted to do, and their version of it didn't work. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's never been picture perfect, though, with all mm-hmm. the episodes. There's always been something that's gone wrong, either in the newsroom or within the characters themselves or in their relationship with each other. It's always been a, a bit of a fiasco in some way, which has made it interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And what do you tell us what you guys think if you um, hop onto iTunes uh, and rate and comment. We want to hear from you. Do you think, you know, this brought them closer to de- together? Do you think the debates, you know, were correct to, to pull out from this TV show? Or do you think they should have gone on there and tell a friend and make sure you rate and comment? We do read those and we try to, you know, we, we love hearing what you guys have to say about the show and rate and comment we always appreciate it and there's only one episode left so let us know what you thought of the season let us know what you thought of the t-shirt the sweatshirts too (laughs) exactly (laughs) and with the sweatshirts i loved you know the that maggie wanted will to say so badly to ask jim's bachman about you know what does god sound like yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) since last episode right Exactly. They were talking about that, yeah. Yeah, they brought it up again this one. Yeah. She was so disappointed that, that they, they didn't even get that far in right. the debate. <laughs> so let's go into Mackenzie, Will, and Brian, that little love tri- triangle we have Goodness. that just keeps it's going exhausting. on. <laughs> I love very the, exhausting. the therapy sessions that Will's in with all these yeah. episodes. You can see his struggle as he talks to, what is the therapist's name? Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot. Kelly, Shoot. do you know? Oh, <laughs> my. <laughs> I can't remember. It's it's uh, Dave Krumholtz is his real name. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, so I, ju- <laughs> I just love it because he, you know, he doesn't open up open up to too much people in the work environment. But with this therapist, he's able to just, you know, be vulnerable and you know even run there, you know, on emergency like we <laughs> saw last episode, just to ask a question because he he's feeling insecure or he has some sort of anxiety about something, and he can go there for his safe haven and be imperfect and ask the question and get an opinion from someone rather than having to appear like he always has it together in the newsroom. It's helpful yeah. for the viewers too to hear the therapy session so that we don't have you know they don't have to spell it all out. You know, Will doesn't have to tell us everything that you know was going on in the background. So yeah. it's just nice to hear kind of the insight from the therapist and to know what's going on with Mackenzie. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And we find that well, we already know that Will's been struggling with it, and he's trying to forgive her, and he's looking for answers, and even help me, Rhonda. Yeah, <laughs> that was, we find that's a cool. so guilty I think reading he pleasure. Actually, might have got some answers tonight because it was a very powerful scene, mm-hmm. and it's funny because he he's even like yelling at the therapist. He's like, you know, I know this already. I know what you're saying. I know big part of it. You're even right about it. I know I have to forgive her. I know I have to do all of this. But why can't I? What's the difference? Right. And the way that, that, you know, he kind of spells it out for him on both sides. I mean, it kind of, you know, made a lot of sense. So hopefully a light bulb goes off and he can actually start trying to work it out and deal with it instead right. of being mm-hmm. so angry. Yeah, I like when the therapist said you weren't rejected, you were betrayed. And that's yeah. why you yeah. can't forgive her. And the whole part, I think, will obviously everything's always been about him. And for the therapist, blatantly said, you weren't part of this equation. Mm-hmm. This was all about Mackenzie and right. Brian. That's got to hurt, too. And that's yeah. a weird 
different side that I think Will didn't get that he kept asking himself, what did I do wrong? And mm-hmm. even on Help Me Rhonda, right. where, it, yeah. where it said, what is that girl doing wrong that you're, the, per, the guy would cheat on her? And he mm-hmm. kept thinking, well, what was I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with him. Yeah. And that's right. the hardest part when you have no sense of control. And here's a guy who controls the newsroom, everything mm-hmm. else in his life. And this mm-hmm. is one aspect, a relationship that he can't control. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was tough. You could see the the aha moment he had <laughs> then, but I still, yeah. yeah, I still think he's he's gonna have some trouble working through it though. Yeah, and we, you know we've all been there. That's when for sure your head is conflicting because you know, <laughs> like he says, like I know, I know what you're saying, and intellectually, it, intellectually yeah. it makes sense. But when your heart is just not ready, like it's 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 gonna be tough, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Well, we actually saw, too, Brian is having some issues with this whole thing. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of struggle coming from him because he, you know, he keeps referring back to thinking that Mackenzie cheated on him with Will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe he should you know, see so the I therapist. I find that very interesting, too. <laughs> I think for him, in my opinion, it's more of an ego thing because... She dumped him the last time, you know? I don't see real love, that coming from a real place of love. I think he's struggling with it because it's his ego. Like, oh, Mackenzie left me the last time, you know? And now here she is in the same room as the ex that, oh, he he cheated on, did he, she cheated on me with him or on him with me? You know, like he's just. It's a territorial thing, I think, for him. And he's watching Will make what he considers all these different mistakes in the newsroom. And then he comes out. We can't even get his pants on. And Brian's <laughs> sitting there wondering. That was the best. What is Mackenzie? Yeah. Why is Mackenzie in love with this guy that can't even put on a pair of pants? <laughs> yeah. Jeff, Jeff Daniels' butt took up a lot of that screen in that second. <laughs> that was so in funny. HD. In HD. <laughs> oh. yeah. what, how long is Brian's assignment? When's he going to leave? I know. <laughs> That's, that's my question. One. That would be. Uh, okay. Well, I know Mackenzie's pretty much trying to get him, you know, done with it, right? Yeah. Right. But then, enough is enough. But now Jeff, or not Jeff, sorry, Will. Let's call him Jeff. <laughs> um, now Will's saying, can you deal with Brian for a couple more yeah. weeks or whatever? Mm. Yeah. So. You have to have him in for the, the final episode next week. That's true. Just you to know, finish that triangle. Mackenzie's been doing well, though, having both of them in the same vicinity. You know, if that were me, I don't even know. I don't even know. I'd be hiding in my office like, or something. What would you do? Yeah. <laughs> what would I do? <laughs> I don't know. First, I'd go buy Will some new pants. And if you guys <laughs> need some new pants, you can go to Amazon.com. This is true. You could click through the, go to AfterBuzzTV.com first. Click the link because it helps us and it's great, you know, that we're able to still do this and connect to other audience members who watch you know, all the different shows. But go to Amazon.com. Come and, and get your pair of pants that fit or anything else. <laughs> I actually used to do that right. for work when I used to buy stuff. I used to go through After Buzz TV and, oh, yeah. and click on that Amazon. for Amazon and, and buy items for that. So cool. my work's supporting us, too. <laughs> so on to another. Well, it used to be a triangle. Now it's a square. We've got Maggie, Jim, Don, and Lisa. Yeah. And we saw, we talked on it briefly, where, where Don's getting flowers from a from a lady friend, Jenna. Mm-hmm. But, not Gina, Gina. Jenna. Gina, Jenna. <laughs> if I was Will, it'd be Gina. Did they, they didn't read what the note said, right? No, all okay. it said was, I think thank it was just to Don. Like, thank you? From like, yeah. Well, I Jenna. love the gym sign for those flowers. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't catch that till the end, but... 
Wow, wow that was perfect. So Jim knows all along that Maggie's not being treated as she should be. Yeah. Exactly. But he's that not saying anything. the kind of guy that he is because he's not going to get into it. That's none of his business. Right. You know, but mm-hmm. he still was trying to spare her feelings by taking them to Will. Right. And, and then, not having him out in the open where she could see. Until yeah. Mackenzie yeah. says, yeah. gather ye rosebuds while you yeah. may. Yeah. And he's like, I gotta <laughs> gather my rosebuds. I gotta, go, <laughs> I gotta go tell Maggie. I thought for sure he showed up with roses then. Just, yeah. just to yeah. follow through on that whole metaphor. It was kind of like, and this is separate, but uh, a smash thing. Like, they didn't have phones or something. Like, he had to rush over to her house. Exactly. Right. Nobody has a phone here. Yeah. It's like TV land. But anyways, sorry. <laughs> Anyhow. What, but, do we, what do we think about that Don did that, though? Did you guys think it was expected? Or was did it take you by surprise? Was it the friends were, we're on a break. It's okay. Oh, you mean that I, he did yeah, that? Yeah, that he did that. That he was going out with girls that, when what, they broke up? Mm-hmm. It doesn't surprise me with his character. I yeah. think it doesn't surprise me in most relationships, actually. <laughs> I think <laughs> when most people are broken up, I guess it depends on the relationship, but... I just felt like their turnaround times, or whatever you call it, were so quick that there wouldn't have been time, you know? Like, this guy must have been like, oh, lunch. It's, it's been a, you know, it's lunchtime. I broke up in the morning. Let's go on a date. Yeah. And then now well, it's dinner. Think, <laughs> <laughs> I think Don's the kind of guy, though, that can't be alone. Because that could also yeah, be why. Yeah, he seems like he needs a lot of attention. Probably. Mm-hmm. He likes to be the center of attention. From everybody. Even even with his yeah. coworkers. <laughs> But, and then we find out at the end that Don does tell Maggie about the mm-hmm. flowers. Do you? What do you guys think of that? I wonder what he's saying. <laughs> it's all yeah. they just kinda, played music over. I know. I wanted, yeah. to, I wanted to hear. Yeah, what he would say to her outtakes, but um, <laughs> but we, yeah, I mean, it was guilt. You know, I, I think if he hadn't been caught, I don't know if he would have said anything. No, you know, probably. I don't not. think so. I think because he knew that Jim was at that point he knew that Jim was going to say something mm-hmm. to her and that's why mm-hmm. he rushed over to the house or whatever yeah, and he's like oh hand. crap I gotta come clean because <laughs> this is about to happen about exactly to he probably feels at least I can be honest with our relationship if it's going to end on on that or at least let maybe he's trying to let Maggie go in sort of a in a certain way because Jim did come over and wanted to talk, talk to, to Maggie her. yeah that was uncomfortable the, uh, yeah, and poor the Lisa. Yeah. The Lisa, thing. Lisa, Lisa had a rough episode. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Poor Lisa, seriously. Yeah, what happened with the whole abortion thing? <laughs> that came out of nowhere mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Well, and- but I was saying, I, I thought maybe that she was speaking about herself. Maybe she was carrying Jim's child and she was... And maybe I went and on. That'll be the cliffhanger yeah. for then I, then the next I got episode. All like, oh well, my god, Kendra, that could be it. No, because she was. It sounded like she was saying, "Well, maybe, you know, she was so passionate about it, and to it, not be close friends with Casey Anthony." Yeah. Um, it could be that, or maybe it could be that she herself was an abandoned child. I don't know. We can make whatever yeah. story up. Lisa's she was, backstory. She wasn't wanted by her mother, or whatever it might be. So many clients, patients for that therapist <laughs> in, the, I in know, the cast. Yeah. I mean, it could just be as simple as she was taking you know, that, that that could be something she honestly does feel passionate about. You know, maybe she, you know, knew people that more than just you know going to school with Casey Anthony but more girls that were in those situations or maybe she's had an abortion before mm-hmm. and the way that people you know that, I mean that's a really touchy subject too and just like you know they've got into religion a little bit now they kind of touched on that you know those are really really hard subjects to discuss without 
you know, offending so many people so easily. You know, those are really, really tough topics to talk about in a diplomatic way. And I was thinking also that Lisa, she didn't want to be on that show in the first place, so she probably figured if she was going to be on television, she was going to use this platform for something maybe that she believed in. Right. Well, I think after Maggie changed, after Maggie changed it, because when she gave her that card of things she could say, I think she just kind of went rogue and took it a step further. Right. She, she needed, was on a roll. She needed more uh, media training, I think, like more Absolutely. coaching. It was just strange. I mm-hmm. I thought yeah. what they were doing was so valiant, though, with her. You know, like, oh, we can't yeah. say it ourselves. They're not going to let us say it. Well, we're going to have her say it, and she's open to it anyways. And then and then she flipped the switch, and then it got awkward with the whole abortion thing. But, but yeah, right. but at her job, geez, that was a little much. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the baby killer sign at, yeah. at her job later. Yeah, you know that was unfortunate because she's a nice girl, but <laughs> mm-hmm. can't find that. I liked. I have to say, I I loved when Jim went in there with Maggie earlier to convince <laughs> her to go on. Yeah, oh, and he yeah. loved all the dresses. Exactly. Yeah. As a as a heterosexual man that randomly came off the street, yeah. that dress looks gorgeous on you. I would throw Tonys at your head. <laughs> Who was the one that said it would mean better, mean more if it was a homosexual? Maggie, man? I think yeah. it was Maggie. Yeah, which is why I love them together. They yeah. play so well off of each other, and yes. it's so obvious. They're so awkward together. But then, what awesome. if it happens, and then that kind of dissolves that magic? Because now you know, no. There's, there's no tension. There's no. There'd anticipation, be a lot of cute, awkward you know? pillow talk. I think with them, we can't have them get together till third season. That's what I. I know That's what I'm going. But anyway, okay. So, when we go with that, <laughs> let's talk about, you guys have some news and gossip, right? After Buzz TV News. So, one of the news things I are lovely, we barely got to see him this episode, Terry Crews, who plays Lonnie Church, the bodyguard, he just got hired to join the cast of Scary Movie 5, which, which I thought was great. He's getting a lot of work. I didn't even know that was... Another sequel. Getting like, in the yeah. works, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, also, the news, Scary Movie 5 is coming right. out soon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. And then, Kendra, yeah. you were saying he also... He's on, um, and now I've lost the title again, The Star, uh, Stars Are in Stripes, I believe it is. On NBC, yeah. Yeah, with Nick Lachey and some of the other stars. And they're all playing kind of, I guess, they're going through drills, kind of army drills for charity. So that's an interesting... Mm-hmm bit of news. <laughs> and Sarah, you said you had some. Yeah, so for all the Dev Patel fans, uh, what's he up to? Well, he's actually in an independent film. It was an official selection at the Berlin Film Festival this year. It's called About Cherry. And it's a little scandalous. It's about a young lady who is caught up in the porn movie, porn movie, what do you call it? Porn, <laughs> porn industry. industry? <laughs> The porn industry. And he plays the best friend of the young porn star. And Mm -hmm. that's actually going to be playing in select theaters um, starting on September 21st. So coming up next month. So for all you Deb fans. So it's going to be in in theater. Yeah, select theaters. It's already debuted at the the festival, but it's going to show in select theaters on September 21st. So be sure to look out for that. What else? our newsroom peeps up to well olivia munn (laughs) she's showing her funny side on a comedic youtube parody that's gone viral i think there's over two million hits right now and it's um called ghost uh 
the word for breasts, but it starts with a T. <laughs> and it's basically starring Olivia Munn and her pectoral region. And she's 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 a good Look at sport. You with synonyms there. Sorry. I guess you're keeping it very PG. Yeah, I'm right. trying really hard well, here. Well, the newsroom they're swearing on it, but that's okay. But she's a really good sport about it. Basically, it's about her fictional her fictional boyfriend is um, devastated because one morning they wake up and she's lost her tatas. So it's kind of shot like a horror trailer, and it's like, where have the tatas gone? I don't know. It's it's hilarious. You guys should check it out online on YouTube. Google oh, Olivia scary. Munn Ghost TIT something. <laughs> now that everyone's mixed up with what to search. I know, I'm sorry. I was trying to be PG about Just, it. Okay. If you look up Olivia Munn, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll show on YouTube. Yeah, Olivia YouTube, boobs. it'll be one of the, it'll the be top there. ones. But yeah, she's she's a good sport about it. It's not like raunchy or anything like that. It's actually pretty hilarious. Well, kind of going back to the newsroom episode, I want to touch upon briefly um, the Olivia Munn and <laughs> Neil's interaction. Yeah. Which which actually was a decent part of the story mm-hmm. today. Yeah. That, oh yeah, mm-hmm. that he's trolling her and and also talking about you know her <laughs> tatas as well. About that, yeah. Their topic of discussion on on all the message boards, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but they did find out that Neil found out at the end too by by doing this. He found out who the the who death threat the person was to, to Will. Right. I thought that was very important, and it's nice to see Neil get a. Yeah. Maybe we'll see him as a reporter in the upcoming seasons, right. too. Yeah. Not just a ghost blogger. Yeah, because in the beginning of the season, well, on HBO, you can see little kind of snippets and interviews with Aaron Sorkin and the cast. And I think he said that uh, Dev's character was not necessarily supposed to be a main character, but they kept kind of finding things for right. him, and, and it's worked. So I think everyone's big fans of his. I'm a huge Dev Patel fan. Yeah, Me too. He's great on this show. I was just mm-hmm. reading an interview as well um, on line earlier today that he was saying with this show that he had a kind of Wikipedia politics yeah. to keep up with it. He goes, I'm not nearly smart enough for this, yeah. for this show, which he <laughs> joked about. Which great. Yeah, the Wikipedia thing was funny, too. <laughs> so what do you guys have any predictions for the upcoming? And now, you're after Buzz TV. <laughs> predictions. Kelly, you want to start us off out there in Texas? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow, I think uh, I don't know. There's just so much going. On. I think Will and Kevin just need to get married on the season finale. Like that's it. It's enough already. Shotgun wedding. Shotgun wedding. Let's do it. We should Let's have. There it. should be like three shotgun weddings. It should be like him and Mackenzie, then Jim and Maggie, and Brian can be the officiant. Maybe Charlie and Leona need to go out on a, for a night on the town. <laughs> There's a lot of tension there. Yeah, that'd be cute. Get the Aww. stick out of her rear end. Oh, oh, oh. is that a little? Oh. <laughs> Fonda, yeah. watch out! I know Sarah's coming for you. Don't you dare shut down ACN. Goodness. <laughs> well, then we see her coming back in the preview. Oh yeah, Will's fine to fire somebody. Yeah. Mm-mm. Sarah, what do you think? What are your do predictions Do we think that's going to that? stick? Well, obviously, it's going to be a cliffhanger. He's going to I bet you it's going to be like you're fired and then roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to have to Learned. wait till next season to find out. know if it was true or not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have withdrawals, guys. That's my prediction after next week. Oh. 
I know. <laughs> How long are we going to have to wait? When's the next season going to roll around? Sometime in 2013. Yeah. Oh, man, that sounds... Yeah, like... I think we're going to have to wait until, like, almost next summer. But, you know, maybe they'll surprise us and do the whole thing where they get them done faster and they'll be, like, girls and they're back in, like, six months. Oh, that would be good. Be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, well, in HBO, you got to go through a few other shows first. Mm-hmm. Boardwalk's mm-hmm. up next and goes back around yeah Kendra what do you think what are your predictions oh my gosh <laughs> like Kelly said there's so much going on but um, <laughs> I mean I think the whole square the love square will start to kind of not become get, a not, line with two dots well not, <laughs> well not get resolved but I think you know Lisa's gonna find out that he wasn't really into her and but I still think I'm worried that if uh, Mackenzie and Don get together it's just gonna fizz- not Don sorry Jim <laughs> there's so many names that it may fizzle so I'm worried they may need to stay apart like you said Maybe. until season three so do you think yeah. that Maggie will forgive Don then with the flowers what do you I think it's an easy out for her to, to race into Jim's arms I think sorry. we see that she kind of does you know for next episode at oh, least oh cause she kissed but, him and, yeah. but they always do this back and forth dance and it's because oh, well, he's going to snap her out of it. Rationalize that it was on a break. Right. Yeah. And absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how how they do all that. And then also Mackenzie and Lonnie discover Will on the floor and he's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. It's kind of unexplained, but then he ends up back in the newsroom yeah. earlier. But here's a guy who's just under a lot of stress. <laughs> he's going to be fired. I know. His ex-girlfriend's in there with, with the guy he cheated on. Oh. Although, granted, that's part of his own doing. Right. I was thinking at first, like, oh, is this the doing of that, of the death, you know, the guy making the death threats? Like, did he do something mm-hmm. or whatever, or she or whoever it was? But... Oh, right. Could be that, or it could be his health because he's so stressed out. I don't know. Yeah, I want to see what Neil does with this information, or is that kind of it now that they discovered who it was? It it ended. Mm-hmm. And I'm, how serious the threat is, because it might be just you know internet comments. Yeah, because he told Neil online to stay away from that. That's my hack. Mm-hmm. It's right. like, what do you mean it's my hack? It's like, well, I'm the one. You know, will equals mm-hmm. you know dead. Mm-hmm. So we have to see how much that comes into play. Although yeah. I hope they keep Lonnie around yeah. either way, because he's yeah, a fun yeah. character to watch. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> well, thanks, you guys, for tuning in for after another episode of After Buzz. Yes. And um, you can follow me, Kristen Carroll, at TheFan2C on Twitter. And I'm at Kendra Cavasell. I am at Sarah with an H Mendoza. And then of course and you call me at Kelly with an I E O So thanks you guys again and we'll catch you next week for next the, week, the final episode. <laughs> That's so sad. I know. I know. Well thanks guys. I'll see you back in studio next week. Thanks, Kelly. Thank Have you, a Kelly. safe. We miss you. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 